from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Welcome to a special bonus episode uh, of The Joy of Booking. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, special episode uh, because I still can't figure out timing. I get excited about something and I go full tilt for it and then wind up shooting myself in the foot. Let me explain what I mean. But first, got to have you water. Um, I'm doing this new hodgepodge hour and I'm liking it very much. And one of the uh, segments of the hodgepodge hour is current events. But see, I went ahead and recorded the first couple of episodes of the hodgepodge hour uh, that include current events, but they're not current events, are they? No, they're not current events. They're events that took place a week ago. So now, it's Saturday morning, I have some current events that I could talk about for Monday's show, except I already recorded Monday's show, and not only that, I already posted Monday's show. So if I wanted to put these current events on the Monday show, I'd have to record them, as I'm doing right now, uh, take the old audio off of the website, um, replace whatever current events, quote unquote, I was talking about before with the current events from now, re-export that audio, and then repost that audio, and those are extra steps. Whereas now, what I'm going to do is just talk the current events and post it. And save myself, probably in the grand scheme of things, only about six minutes of time. But that's six minutes that I can spend watching wrestlers play Uno or something of that ilk. Or making a list. My list. Which I'm going to change again. Uh, I, You want to talk about time, the problems with time travel? I recorded a bunch of episodes. Because I have, see, I was smart at one point. And realized, hey, I can record all the pieces of the hodgepodge hour separately, save the current events talk for actual current events, so in the future I won't have this problem. But I recorded a bunch of my list, um, and now I want to change it. So now I have to have that discussion. Do I go back and get rid of those and change them? What in the world am I going to do? Let's talk about the current events. I watched the first, quote-unquote, episode, new Ring of Honor television, 2023 Ring of Honor television, exclusively on Honor Club. Yes, if you heard uh, the DDT wrestling that, last I checked, wasn't posted, Doc, Um, you know that I, I got myself Honor Club, used a gift card from a student, Got myself Honor Club, um, have enjoyed it quite a bit. Have watched more wrestling this last week than I have watched in quite some time. 
And I have thoughts on Honor Club. But since I'm also kind of uh, losing interest in Twitter, to some extent, and I could talk, that could be a whole other conversation. Rather than just posting my thoughts on Twitter, I posted some, but not all, uh, I'm just going to record and talk about it now. So uh, let's sort of review uh, the first episode of Ring of Honor TV on Honor Club. <clears throat> we begin with uh, the Truth Busters coming out. Um, I don't know much about them. I know Arya Davari, or as he's known now, Ari Davari. Um, I know him from WWE, and I know his brother. Uh, there's Smart Mark Sterling, who is a manager. I appreciate that we have managers um, in Honor Club, or at least this one. Although we saw Prince Nana too later, so... Uh, and then there's Slim J. Uh, Slim J, I see him with his stupid, you know, visor that's off to the side, and I'm unimpressed with Slim J and the entire Trustbusters. This does not look like a uh, major wrestling stable on the surface. And it's weird that this is how they start out, but then I figure it out. Because Reach for the Sky Boy comes out and we get Mark Briscoe. And what a perfect way now that I see what they're doing uh, to start the first Ring of Honor with Mark Briscoe. And I'll tell you this, I was impressed with Slim J. Surprisingly impressed with Slim J. Uh, he's a better wrestler than I thought he would be. Uh, but this is a Mark Briscoe showcase. Mark Briscoe gets the win. Um, I was sad I didn't get to see Froggy Bo. But the fact that he's now using the J-Driller as a finisher makes all the sense in the world. Uh, decent opener to start uh, the Ring of Honor 2023 with Mark Briscoe. What happened after that? I have the uh, cage match match listings. Um, I'm much more interested in the matches. Um, you know, there were some interview segments that were fine. Um... I can't. I didn't take notes on um, those sorts of things. I was paying attention to the matches because the wrestlers from these matches will be in the uh, mat, the running to be part of my list. Uh, we got a tag match next. Uh, the Infantry, Carly Bravo and Captain Sean Dean. Um, again, these are these appear to be enhancement talents, and they take on the Kingdom. Now, I'm familiar with the kingdom. I know Mike Bennett. I was singing, this is the greatest love I've ever known. The, one of the greatest uh, WWE theme songs of all time from Mike and Maria. Um, Matt Taven, to me, has always seemed bargain basement Kenny Omega. Was pleasantly surprised watching Matt Taven wrestle. I'm not sure that I've seen a lot of Matt Taven matches. Because I just, I, I don't like the look of him, which is a weird thing to say. But he looks like Kenny, he looks like a doofus. And I don't like to watch doofuses wrestle. But I was pleasantly surprised with that. And uh, the infantry was good. What, what the first two matches speak to me is there is talent in Ring of Honor. There is talent there. Their enhancement guys are good. Slim J, decent wrestler, good at entertaining. The infantry, pretty good. Pretty good. Kingdom gets the win, not surprisingly. Life is life is fine. Life is good. 
Um, then we get Zack Sabre Jr. I like Zack Sabre Jr. He and his cheeky predicament. If you know, you know. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. looks like he's putting on some muscle. Or at least some some bulk. He's bulking up a bit. He doesn't just look like a skinny boy. He looks like he's <clears throat> transitioning to a heavyweight, more stature. Um, and he takes on Blake Christian. Blake Christian, I have seen. I've seen him on, I think, New Japan Strong when I was watching that, when I had New Japan World. Um, I've seen him in other things. And he maybe he was in NXT at one point. Um, he is most well-known for being the guy Cora Jade was dating before, uh, I believe, she left him for Braun Breaker. And if I have the story right, Blake Christian's like, yes, you, I'm the guy you leave for a Steiner. It, it makes total sense. Um, if I have that story right and if that story is true, I give Blake Christian a whole lot of credit. And this match was Excellent. Blake Christian is a stud. Um, he was real good. Zack Sabre, you know he's going to be good. You know he's going to do Zack Sabre things. But Blake Christian was real good. I was, pleas again, pleasantly surprised <coughs> with, uh, excuse me, with Blake Christian there um, in this, this Zack Sabre Jr. match. Real fun. A lot of fun to watch that match. Um and then we get Christopher Daniels, my boy, Chris Daniels, on the very first Ring of Honor show in the main event. And now, 21 years later, um, he's wrestling still on Ring of Honor. It, that's amazing to me. Uh, he wrestles Rohit Raju, who I know is a TNA guy. Meh. Meh. Uh, I will say... This is the fourth match. We're about 45 minutes into the show when we get our first wrestler who's meh. That's pretty good. Um, Chris Daniels wins, as he should. I get the best moonsault ever. I'm very happy. I watch that Thursday when it's live. So I watch the first 45 minutes of this show. And I assume at that point, because I like just I moved on. I went to bed. I don't know what I did. I did something. Um, I stopped watching. I said to myself, self, obviously, the last match is going to be Claudio's main event match. This is probably going to be an hour-long show. We're good. I'll watch the main event tomorrow or over the weekend and be very happy. As it turns out, this is a two-hour show. And as it turns out, it should not have been. This is my hot take. Uh, this did not need to be a two-hour show. Uh, however, the match that takes place as we go from hour one to hour two is, for me, the match of the night and is, for me, um, just, it, it was fantastic. We did see Smart Mark Sterling in a promo um, talking to Konsuke Takeshida. I think I have that pronunciation right, but I probably don't. Uh, Konsuke, or Konosuke Takeshida, I think that sounds more right, um, who I know as, like, he was the guy who showed up in AEW, and everywhere he goes, everyone's like, yes, this is, he's, he's got it, he's got it, um, and I will say that Smart Mark Sterling cuts a decent promo, um, 
I think there's a little bit of bias, and we'll talk more about this in a little bit. There's a little bit of bias that I have because um, I'm still reeling from 205 Live Syndrome. And let's get this out of the way. Uh, later in the show, we get Metallic or Grand Metallic, um, who's playing the jobber, uh, taking on Ari Davari. I didn't bother watching that match because that's a 205 Live match. And this is the problem that I think Ring of Honor ran into. They did not have enough talent to make an entertaining two-hour show. So the, the most of the second hour is not as good as the first hour or the main event. And I understand there are going to be some dips, but they went ahead. They had, I think it was four matches in a row that didn't need to be on this show. And we'll talk about that. So Smart Mark Sterling cuts a decent promo, but he's managing a you know what seems to be a jobber group. And then I see Josh Woods. I've heard Josh Woods before. Somebody may have even said to me at some point in time, you should watch Josh Woods. He's your type of guy. Because Josh Woods comes out, he's got a good look, he puts in a mouth guard, which immediately I take notice of. Because when wrestlers put mouth guards in, that tends to be a sign that I'm going to enjoy them. Um, he takes off his ring jacket. He looks a little bit like Riddle, like the tights reminded me a little too much of Riddle. Um, but he takes on Konosuke Takeshita. And dear God, that was a good match. Um, was about 10 minutes long. I'd have watched twice that length. Uh, I paid $9.99 for Honor Club. That match alone was worth $9.99. And I don't pay for pay-per-views, which is, I'll get to that if we keep talking about Ring of Honor. I'm going to be a little upset that I can't watch these pay-per-views because they're not available on Honor Club. They're available, I think, after you know 45 days or something like that. In today's market, that's stupid. WWE Network really screwed the pooch for every other company. I'm not paying for a single show. As good as this match was, and it was great, both of these wrestlers, I am now on the bandwagon. Um, the The story that I think we're telling is that eventually Josh Woods is going to leave the Trustbusters because he's, you know, he's slapping five with fans on the way to the ring, Smart Mark Sterling doesn't think that's great. He didn't want him to do the Code of Honor. He did the Code of Honor. I think we're going to see Josh Woods moving on. Both of these guys would make perfect sense in Blackpool Combat Club. Awesome match. Highly worth your time um, to check out. But then we get to four matches that did not need to happen. Uh, we get a six-man title match. The Embassy, Prince Nana. You've got Brian Cage, and you've got two wrestlers that I don't know. I've seen them, but I don't know them. The only reason I know their names is I have cage matchup. Um, Bishop Khan and Toa Leona. They both look like wrestlers. Um, the ma you know, it was a squash. They wrestled. I, I don't even need to tell you who they wrestled because it doesn't matter. Um, it was a squash match. It was good, but it didn't need to happen. Or, or what I wanted to know is why didn't you put this in between all the others? Because you start this show with Briscoe, which was a decent match. You get uh, the Kingdom versus the Infantry, which was a competitive squash. 
you get Saber and Christian, you get Daniels. You could have put this six-man tag in earlier in the show, maybe moved the Kingdom's tag match till later, and it wouldn't have felt like I walked away at one point and started planning our 40th birthday vacation um, with my wife at one point, and I missed a good portion of this um, and don't feel like I missed anything. So I missed Ari Divari and Metali, because if I wanted to watch them, I'd watch uh, 205 Live. Um, Madison Rain and Sky Blue take on the Renegades. I don't know who, I know who Madison Rain is. I don't really know who any of them are. Missed the entire match. Doubt I missed anything. Um, I popped, like I peeked out at one point and it was Willow Nightingale versus Lady Frost. I don't know why they were wrestling. I came back to see Athena come out. Um, obviously, Willow Nightingale is going to be like the number one contender. And that's cool. I th I'm sure there are lots of people who think Ember Moon did not get used to her fullest potential in uh, NXT and WWE. And I am sure there are people who are happy to see... Uh, her get a chance to shine. I think she's the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Um, but to leave during a 205 Live match and then to come back and see another WWE cast-off was a little weird. Because in that opener, let me make sure I've got this right, you've got Briscoe. Yes, technically Mike Bennett was part of WWE. Um but, you know, these are all new guys. Zack Sabre Jr. is not a WWE guy ignoring the Cruiserweight Classic. Mark Briscoe is a Ring of Honor original. Daniels, Ring of Honor original. Uh, Takeshita and Woods, not on WWE's radar. These are new talents that we can be excited about. And then we get a bunch of matches that didn't have that. So this show would have been way better if it had been 60 minutes or maybe even 90 minutes. And to me, you're on Honor Club. You don't need a certain time limit. You can be as long as you want it to be. You did not need to be two hours long. Do borrow from AEW. Borrow from your sister company. Do a dark. Do, do a Ring of Honor show on YouTube. Put, you know, Willow Nightingale on there. Put the Embassy on there. Put Ari Davari on there. Um... I, I'll, I will speak for myself. I can't speak for anybody else. I can only speak for myself. I did not pay $9.99 um, to watch a guy named Rex Lawless, who I've never heard of. He was one of the guys that lost to the embassy. I did not pay $9.99 to watch Grand Metallic. Apologies. I didn't pay $9.99 to watch Ember Moon. Now, DC, I hear what you're saying. DC, you just spent all this time talking about WWE cast-offs. And the main event, the Ring of Honor champion, is the guy who used to be known as Cesaro. Who is technically a WWE cast-off. So are you going to criticize that? Or are you going to become a hypocrite and then talk about how much you love Claudio? Even though you just trashed all of these WWE cast-offs. First of all, don't judge me. And second of all, a little bit. I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite, except here's the difference. Years 
were spent with WWE fans talking about how Cesaro should be champion. Cesaro should be this. Everybody knows how good Claudio is. And my apologies to the Ember Moon stands out there. But she ain't no Swiss. So the fact that this gets ended with Claudio Castagnoli, a guy for the past decade or more, everyone has wanted to be a main event guy. And he gets to main event against A.R. Fox, who's a Lucha Underground guy, is fantastic. And this match was real good. Uh, cage match has it ranked higher than any of the other matches. I personally disagree. Um, this was a showcase for AR Fox. He looked great. Claudio looked great. I prefer, I think because I enjoy the pleasant surprise when I discover new talent, I think that's why I'm probably a little more biased towards Takeshi Dunwoods. Woods. Um, Cause I, I just, gained two more guys on my I'm a fan of you list. I was already a fan of Cesaro. Um, I like AR Fox fine. Um, but it was real good. And then Eddie Kingston shows up and we know we're going to get uh, Cesaro versus Eddie Kingston at some point down the line, maybe at the pay-per-view at the end of March. I don't know. So this was a tale of two um, viewings. I watched it over two days. Uh, the first hour, and I'll throw uh, the Takeshita match in there too. The first 70 minutes of this show were as close to an ideal show as possible. There were no down parts in that entire first hour. Mark Briscoe pops the crowd, gets us right in the feels to kick it off. Um, the Kingdom versus the Infantry was a good little match. Was a good little match. Sabre versus Christian, rock star. Getting to see Christopher Daniels, always going to make me happy. Takeshita versus Woods, match of the night. Then we have to sit around for 45 minutes. And for me, um, I, I, I walked away. I walked away. And yes... I am less inclined to watch women's wrestling. I own that. Um, and then we got a great main event. So all in all, this was a very good hour of, or greater, very good first show on Honor Club for Ring of Honor. Um, and if you adopt my philosophy of finding your happy, you could probably make this even better for you. Um, if, you know, I, I would say, again, if you're going to spend the $9.99, if you, get, if you have access to Honor Club, watch the opener. Skip the tag match with the Kingdom if you want to. That's fine. Watch Sabre versus Christian. Watch Takeshita versus Woods. Watch the main event. That is four matches. Let me look. Uh, let's see. Nine... 20, 30, less than an hour of your time and you will be incredibly entertained. I won't say sports entertained because this isn't WWE. From a match, from an athletic perspective, four real good matches. Highly recommend you check out Ring of Honor if you get the chance. Not to mention uh, the archive. 
not to mention the archive. I'm, I got to get back into it. I'm watching the Eddie Guerrero Appreciation Night from April of 2002. <clears throat> you know, he, he is uh, not part of Ring of... He's not part of WWE at this point. He showed up for the Radicals. He gets uh, released, I want to say, for a drug test. I can't remember. Um, he's in Ring of Honor for that opening show. A lot of people paid attention to Ring of Honor because Eddie Guerrero was going to be there. Um, and now he's got he's going back to WWE, and this is a kind of thank you Eddie show uh, before he's officially uh, back in WWE. And we know what he does once he gets there. He takes over the world. So, Honor Club I think is worth your time, um, and I look forward to uh, next week's uh, Ring of Honor TV. Maybe I'll chat about it. Um, here, maybe this will be a bonus thing. Maybe this will just be, maybe I'll do three podcasts a week. No promises. Um, maybe I'll do three podcasts a week. Or maybe in a couple of weeks, uh, this will start being the current events. We'll just, we'll spend 15 minutes talking about Ring of Honor TV to kick off the hodgepodge hour. Either way, uh, thanks for listening. I love you so much. My name is DC Matthews. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.